Hey gang, this is Nathan of the podcast you're about to listen to. I wanted to forego the normal Patreon ad uh, in lieu of just giving everybody a heads up that this is going to be another Trauma Kids episode with a lot of discussions of family drama and addiction and familial death and a bunch of things that have to do with that. So if any of those are going to make you have a bad time, maybe hit a little skipperoo on this one because it's it's the whole way through on this one. But if you're the type of person that likes to have a heads up about these things before they hear it, well then here you go. There's that heads up for you. And before we get started with the podcast proper, I want to give Patreon shoutouts to our lovely golden handful of Golden Skull tier members on our Patreon, featuring Hannah Kim, Jet Set Spy, Pilnock, whoever that is, Mara Camille, Nancy Konek, Nene12715, Nick Potter, and Phantom23. Thank you guys so much for your support. You guys were able to help me afford buying a new CPU on my computer absolutely took a big old greasy shit all over my whole dang house so if you want to prevent further big greasy dumps all over my house you could absolutely go to patreon.com slash some good shows and pledge either three or seven dollars and get the benefits that come with that but without further ado let's get into the sadness Welcome to The Big Three, the show that recaps My Hero Academia episode by episode and delves into themes, trivia, and more. I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. I'm your host, Jessica Howard. I'm your host, Cam Koenig. We are going to be thoroughly the trauma kids today. So yeah! forewarning, for I mean, if you've seen these episodes, you know what they're about. And just, just extrapolate that we're going to be talking about things like that. Extrapolate and strap the fuck in. So they got to put on those big, like, fisherman boots, right? Because we're going <laughs> to yeah. get deep. Put Let's on go. your trauma galoshes. <laughs> 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 um, because we are talking about episodes 104, which is not very trauma-y, and then 105 and 106, which is very trauma-y. The, I don't have many notes, if any at all, about episode 104, which is long time no see Selkie. This is a anime only episode that leads into the third movie, which Cam has seen. Now I we've all seen it. It. it was a movie. We're going to talk about it later. I was just going to say, oh, did you not like it? No, <laughs> it's great. It's great. But I don't want to I don't want to ruin our content, Nathan. I'm trying to preserve the integrity of your show for you. <laughs> yep, yep. So we're not going to talk about it too much, but it, it's very good. We get to see yes, Selkie and Sirius again, and we get a look into the kind of joint that Ryukyu runs, which is basically like a big Chinese restaurant in yeah. there. <laughs> it's great. As you do. This, yeah, this time the villains are smuggling some type of advanced form of trigger for a buyer we eventually find out is Flecked Turn, who is the enemy in the world heroes mission movie which again when that releases officially um we'll probably do some kind of day one situation on that or something um 
but yeah. we're gonna we we could do an episode on it right now but i want to wait till there's a home release so i can yeah i'd like to watch it again before we do that i want to get my galoshes on for yeah before. <laughs> and i feel like it's also just more fun when we talk about it and it's like actually accessible to, to people at yeah. home so yeah yeah because um, i think it's already like if you didn't catch it in theaters it's probably already gone. And it's probably so. gone-ish yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah, and like you might be able to find like one theater somewhere. But yeah, and there's still there's still a pandemic happening too. That's yeah. true. So like I don't yeah. blame anybody that doesn't want to go to a fucking movie theater right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I I braved it for anime. I do it do it for her. I and then I literally um because you know like the great thing about theaters now is you can look at the seating charts and you can yeah. see and like yeah. pick your seats. We literally picked a showtime at a theater we looked at like three different theaters that had zero other people and we we're like <laughs> we're buying this like two days before we're gonna be good and we were good we had the whole theater to ourselves so Yo, if you can dude. swing it that's that's a great <laughs> yeah, way of doing it whenever uh whenever audrey and i went there was maybe five other people in the theater yeah it was great it was fucking great as yeah as much as like when i saw the second movie there was a full theater of people screaming about bakugo and that was really mm -hmm. fun but it was also fun to just be like oh yeah this is what real surround sound is like hilariously <laughs> i have not seen the second movie yet because nathan won't let me watch it listen there's it doesn't work out time-wise this season five is a mess time-wise <laughs> that's <laughs> true yeah <laughs> um but we'll we'll get a little bit of that ironed out as the as uh, the season goes on um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of cool stuff here. Beach episode shit. Nezre Hato makes a spiral steak somehow, which is very good. Yeah. Just gals being gals, just gals having a gal good pals. time, you know? Sue finding Selkie cute, which is adorable. Sure. Yes. Yeah. He is absolutely just like an adorable old man, truly. Yes. Like he's, he's great. The, he's also the token straight in the he's like the Andrew in in uppercut, like of the Wow, <laughs> that, that group tracks, of people. actually. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew actually has big sulky energy. I love yeah, him. <laughs> you're super right. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to everybody listening to this who has no idea who Andrew is. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> just who is Andrew. Just Google Andrew. Yeah. You won't get you won't get Andrew Garfield 700 times. Yeah. Love that cat. Um <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uraka has a new support item that's inspired by Deku, which is really cool. She's got her Spider-Man shit. It's just the Spider-Man-ing of all of the characters yeah. in this anime. Um and then she uses Gunhead Martial Arts Gravity Plus, which is a cool cool the cool good, move. Good fucking name too. Good yeah. Name. And then she floats a plane. What a what a fucking queen! Just what a um, what a what a just an absolute queen. <laughs> just floating floating a whole plane, vomiting in the cockpit. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. truly hashtag spring break. You know, <laughs> spring breakers too. Being pregnant, I've never related more to Uraraka vomiting sparkles. Because <laughs> that's how I feel just about every other day. <laughs> Congratulations, you are now finally Uraraka. I'm, I, I'm, yes, happy, I'm happy for you. <laughs> I love my pink cheeks. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, um, so. Speak, speak, speaking of Uraraka, though, I, I, um, I watched a TikTok recently that was like, yeah, her hero name, Uravity. It's literally like the Japanese word for gravity is Guravity because there isn't like a mm. Japanese word for gravity, but it's it's zero g it's without the g so it's gravity mm, which is like that's good that's a big brain shit mm, i enjoy that a lot that's clever that's, that's clever um, yeah so that's 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 the selkie episode um and so now we go from the beach to 
the hellish Todoroki <laughs> family. Literal hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Episode 105, the hellish Todoroki family. One week has passed at the Endeavor Agency and the kids. It's been. It's been. <laughs> Dude, oh them God. doing karaoke. Um, the kids are better, but they're still not good enough to match or surpass Endeavor himself. They nearly get to a robber b- before him, but are still lacking the speed and reaction time to move in on instinct. Like Endeavor said, you need to be able to do these things in your sleep. And once you've decided to do something, you should already be done doing it, which is like not great advice. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just do, it was, it's literally get just, good. Just but, fucking do it. You know, just, yeah. it's fine. Just fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. You should be able to do it. Um, but he he is a better mentor than that. <laughs> the kids are too late again uh, to a hit and run scene and Endeavor basically tells them to towel off and go home for the day because they're clearly at their limit. Back at the agency, Endeavor thinks about Hawks's coded warning, uh, but is interrupted by a phone call from Fuyumi. Um, she heard Shoto and his friends are interning with Endeavor and thought it might be a good idea to have everyone over for a nice dinner that won't end with a hostage situation or anything <laughs> how could it i mean that that just would be a, strange in the world a, of my hero no drugged up ex-cons just a, yeah like just a yeah. regular ass dinner yep mm-hmm. yep nobody's gonna wear t-shirts that say front and back on it or anything <laughs> <laughs> world that. class i love world that class horikoshi shirt just, shit here with mm, natsuo so with a front kiss. and back shirt chef's kiss perfect it's so fucking funny. He does like for the girls, he he goes all out on fashion stuff and like thinks about everything that they're wearing. But for the guys, it's just like, I don't know. What about a t-shirt that says t-shirt? On it? <laughs> Fuck he you. truly understands uh, males dressing themselves. So I was going to say, is this not just a some good shows shirt? Yeah. Is it, is it not? Oh, my God. I want to do one on the I want to do a reverse one where it says back on the front. <laughs> OK. Yeah. We're, OK. You have to do that by the time this episode episode goes up you're on the clock now we'll mm. see, we'll, we'll see yeah cool because deku has shirts that say dress shirt in japanese but it's a t-shirt and it's like great. it's great Hor- horikoshi has said that like the kids in at ua like they real they make it a game of like trying not to mention it to deku and i'm like <laughs> are these shirts that are just sold at like japanese target stores like are these like graphic tees with spongebob on them equivalents for him i don't, under- I I don't know i love that because it is truly like the tuxedo shirt but an even lower effort <laughs> version of that which yeah. is beautiful it's it's really just <laughs> true true fashion as art it's it's inspired it's an inspired choice 100 percent, 100 percent. um slayed the house boots um anyway um <laughs> Um, so we get the first of three repetitions of a train of thought from Endeavor. He says, what can I do for my family after all this time? I think about this every night as I go to sleep. Recently, I've been having the same dream. My wife and children look like they're having fun around the dinner table, laughing together about silly things, savoring those small happinesses. But I'm never at the dinner table. I know the reason why so well that it hurts. And it's like, oh, okay. So we're really into the like... Endeavor knows that he's a motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah, he's not. Uh, he's not necessarily trying to cover it up too, too much at this point. Um, we see a shot of Shoto being dragged uh, to training in front of who we now know is Fuyumi, Natsuo, mm-hmm. and Big Brother Toya. Um, later, we see Shoto on the ground, and his mother is pleading with Endeavor to stop, saying he's only five. He shoots back in Japanese. He's already five. 
which is like, whoa. Uh, all right, buddy. <laughs> in English, they don't do that. But in Japanese, he Fucking says he's already five. Hashtag rise and grind. Yeah. That is actually, I'm. that is a really good line, though. It is. I'm it's like, such a good line. I'm like, damn, like, why wasn't that in English? Because that shit's, like, powerful. <laughs> that's, that's that is very good. much like that, like, it, I equate it, and maybe it's just because I grew up with, like, sisters and had more girlfriends and stuff like that right but like just like those gymnastic moms or like the pageant oh my moms God. and it's just like yeah. she's already five like she's never gonna be a ballerina she's never gonna be a gymnast like all of this like those those people who are like fucking just are next level about that stuff yeah. like you need to be like on your way to being an olympian by age five or else like you are behind <laughs> or yeah. else it's a waste of time yeah. yeah there's hockey dads and stuff that's just like wayne gretzky came out the pussy with a goalie stick motherfucker <laughs> 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 and he wasn't even a goalie <laughs> I, I remember like having friends who did that shit and it's like their moms would basically be like you just need to be at your best before you hit puberty and it fucks everything up you know and it's like that was like the mentality like it, it was that level and that's what it reminds you have the whole like he's already five like mm, it's a good line it's very good meanwhile, meanwhile your kid you're gonna be like are you going to the Yu-Gi-Oh tournament or not <laughs> <laughs> you expect to win with this magic deck build just just <laughs> screaming give me the Pokemon type matchups right now <laughs> Seto Kaiba owned a company at the age of 12 a box of scraps <laughs> in a box of scraps <laughs> oh my god holy shit how are you going to be six Successful adult if you don't like culturally appropriate an ancient Egyptian game into <laughs> a game that you play on an island put put the eyeball in put it in <laughs> this is now a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast yeah. by the way uh, Yo, I've been saying you, welcome to Yu-Gi-Oh's <laughs> oh god all right well nobody steal that because that's legally ours now um <laughs> if, you, if you do steal it i will sue you and i will win fuck it we're doing five podcasts now who gives a shit fuck free Can time i want you know like those vintage style shirts that are supposed to look like 90s and they'll always have like like i don't know they're black and they have like multiple faces on them and, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that i want that but i want it to say Yu-Gi-Ho, and i want it to be dark magician girl yeah Ooh, that's pretty like good three wolf moon yeah, yeah exactly yeah. kind of like that vibe and like but it has to have like the font on it and stuff too like yeah i'm very into coming, that yeah coming to some good shows uh shop soon <laughs> there's no way we'll get sued can't no wait way. for no. us to sell a Yu-Gi-Oh shirt uh as a network that has literally nothing to do with Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> We do an anime show. It's fine. Yeah, it <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Um, so there's no good way to transition back to what's happening because Endeavor hits uh, Ray and Kasser aside. Later, we see the beginning of the origin of Shoto's scar as his mother zones out while looking at the blue fire heating the tea kettle. Um, we see Fuyumi and Endeavor in a flashback talking about how Shoto is meeting with his mom after the events of the sports festival. And like, man. Endeavor with a beard looks super weird now. Yeah. Whenever super they like, show what Endeavor looks looked like, you're like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Mm, yeah. He really did just have a regular belt on. Yeah. Uh, with his hero costume, yeah. didn't he? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? That is something though that I thought was funny looking at that is just like how simplistic and similar to Todoroki's costume it is, yeah. despite that distance and that wedge that Todoroki puts between them. It's like he's still. It's he's, just a UA uniform. It's basically. just yeah, a totally. UA uniform. He's yeah. it's very similar looking to his father's same color scheme and everything. So it's like no matter <laughs> yeah. what, he kind of can't. And we talked about this before, how he can't escape like having that legacy. And it's like literally he can't even escape having that like those similarities there. Yeah. So mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and he's he's had to accept that in this arc being like, listen, I fucking hate you, but you know how to do the... You One time, you had lasers come from your hands and you destroyed a building, and I want to be able to do at least a little bit of that, yeah. so you got to show me how to do that. Yeah, that was tight as fuck, but you absolutely suck all of the eggs on planet earth so um let's talk endeavor <laughs> um fiyumi's pretty happy with this this um with this development and endeavor is like blown away by it fiyumi is like looks like shoto's starting to get over the past and she says that one day our whole family will be together again um after that he remembers natsuo cursing him uh for the abuse and brings up toya again so Ahem. <laughs> the reason that yeah. the reason that we took just these two episodes plus the Selkie episode in a section by itself is twofold. First, the reason is that the next episode deserves a podcast in and of itself because of manga chapters and the stuff that happens in it. But with this episode, suffice it to say, all three of us have some kind of family sitch that we can relate to when it comes to the <laughs> when it comes to yeah, trauma kid drop drop it, future Nate trauma kid. <laughs> Chama, chama, chama kids. I'm sure that many people listening to this can relate as well. These types of things aren't often talked about, and it's easy to feel like you're the only person in the world that's dealing with these family troubles, and that every other family in the world has this Disney Channel sitcom perfect ideal life and family. And so I wanted to try and plant the idea in some listeners' minds that at least, hey, think about how some other people might have this situation going on with them. Not that their fire dead is a terrible man or whatever, but like family stuff. But also, if you have a fire dad, to use that as a as a metaphor, you're not alone in that, basically. Um, so here's another Nathan soliloquy about their life. Um, my dad was a super alcoholic, caused family like many, many troubles and conflicts before a divorce even happened. Um, and if you know addicts, the time when they're the most dangerous to themselves is when they're left to their own devices. So it's no surprise that after the divorce and my dad's alcoholism, lying and in general, just being just being a motherfucker, just being a little nasty little addict, man. Um, he got way worse uh, when he was by himself, as many addicts do, um, because there's nobody to keep them in line. Um, and so they can kind of go off the deep end more often than not. I'm not going to go into detail on every little thing that happened because that would be one, depressing, two, boring, and three, unfair to the other hosts <laughs> for me to just talk for the whole entire time. Um, but, you know, there's examples of him borrowing or just taking money from other relatives in order to buy my younger sister Christmas presents when in reality he bought alcohol and just went to the Salvation Army and bought like five dollars worth of clothes that didn't fit her physically or style wise um and he thought he got away with that <laughs> um there's also a stack of examples of him showing up absolutely pissed drunk to soccer games music performances church etc not only is this extremely embarrassing for the both of us but it was also causing us problems in our various communities as well as the general horror of somebody that can barely stand up and speak having driven an hour and a half yeah. to these events um so one day uh, my dad got super drunk like he normally did, only this time he had fallen off of his bike on the roadside. Someone must have called him an ambulance or something because uh, he was taken to the emergency room where his blood alcohol content was 0.5. The legal limit Jesus. is 0.05. Jesus. At least in Michigan it was. And typically a fatal amount is 0.4. Yeah, um, I so, was going to say. Which means which means half of a percent of his blood was alcohol, basically. he pre he could He could have like... 
lit his blood on fire probably he could have flambéed himself this is maybe an hour or so since he had had his last drink also and he was at a 0.5 um so my dad's life didn't end there and he did recover however my relationship with him did end and would never recover i decided that i wasn't going to speak to him again this is, i'm i'm the natsuo in my family and that's why these episodes hit super fucking hard for me because i'm the one that's like no fuck you i don't i'm not doing this yeah i why am i why do i have to be the one to change is what natsuo says later and I, that's like like that hits me like a yeah. like a train dude and like i got attitude from relatives and stuff um that wasn't super great for me emotionally was having my family be like why aren't they nice to the guy that hey, that ruined his life oh hmm. <laughs> um that's, I mean, that's one of the most fucked up things about it, right? Is like, I feel like whenever you have pa- parents that fail you like that, that fail you to that extent, like mm-hmm. a couple years after the fact, you always have that pressure from other family members to like be the bigger person and to forgive them and to move on. And oh, well, they're trying. And it's like, I, I think the thing that like, as I get older and like hearing you talk about this, um, it always frustrates me when people ask the kids to be the bigger person because it's like, yeah, so many aspects of childhood are are, are just taken away from kids. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, <laughs> and it's like I can look back on my childhood and see like the moments where like I grew up too fast and like things like that happened. And like I can see mm-hmm. and like everybody has those things. Some people to lesser extent, some people the more where it's like it's unfair that that person had to grow up that fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when you have parents who are alcoholics or who are abusive, like that happens to you like you're forced to grow up so fast and you're forced to like to deal with these relatives who are like well why can't you just be the bigger person it's like because i'm a fucking kid yeah because that was my parent that was the person who i relied upon i shouldn't have to be the bigger person i should be like i i was the child in that situation i was the one who was wronged you only have to hear about it yeah Yeah, you only had to hear about it i lived it yeah (laughs) yeah so like that's that's one of like the most heartbreaking things is like it's so much of the burden of like being the leader in the family, being the support system in the family, like trying your hardest to weather all of that parents bullshit and trying your hardest to like to constantly forgive. And like you and like just having these conversations and like these, you know, this this back and forth in your head. Well, it's like, well, man, am I am I being the asshole? Am I the bad yeah. person? It's like, no, like definitively on paper, you're yeah. not the asshole. You're not <laughs> the bad person. And you shouldn't have to be the bigger person. Like, like yeah. none of that falls on you. I'm 6'2. I'm big as hell, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's just it's just fucked up. So it's like I hear that and it's just my heart breaks for you because that is it's just so I, I hate that. I hate when family members put that pressure on you to be the bigger person when it's like, no, that was my dad. My dad failed me. Mm-hmm. Um, I am under no obligation to just bend again because I spent my entire life bending to that person. Yeah. What is the what is the benefit here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get the you get the on paper like I talk to my dad again thing. Cool. Way, mm-hmm. way awesome for me to have like more opportunities for them to just sh- like shit on my life again. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm the oldest of two. Um, Jess, I know you're old, the oldest, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so like, yeah, it's just that vibe of just like trying to like Batman cloak over your, yeah. over your young siblings to try and be like, don't experience this trauma. Forget mm-hmm. about this. This will be my secret that I never tell you. Jesus. <laughs> Um, and because of, it might be because my sister was younger, but she, she was the Fuyumi after like a long time of her not having contact with my dad. She was like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, reconnect with him 
now that he found out he had like cancer and was going to die soon. Um, and if I got attitude from relatives before being the one of two that wasn't playing ball was like that exacerbated things a lot. And I don't I don't fault my sister for any of that mm -hmm. that she did. And, and that's another thing of, of why this is so like one to one with Natsuo and Fuyumi, where it's just like, yeah, like I don't I'm not mad at at my sister for trying mm -hmm. to make things better mm -hmm. because she's clearly sad otherwise. Yeah. But like. You know, watching somebody get praised for their virtues of forgiveness when I'm somebody that is seemingly stubbornly not playing along, it, it hurts, you know? Mm -hmm. So the goal of this show in general for me is to shed a light on the kind of media that is seen to either be entry level or normal um, and show examples of how even something as simple as a shonen anime about a green boy who becomes a super human. GreenNaruto.com. GreenNaruto.com <laughs> can encapsulate such a specific emotion and lead to... A kind of catharsis in the viewer and so when i see people talk about how endeavor is irredeemable or how endeavor should never be forgiven or how we should he should have died in the nomu fight or any other combination of those things my answer to that and a lot of other people's answer to that is fuck man i wish my parent would have tried half as hard to atone for themselves mm -hmm. or for half as long as endeavor did and so that can be a kind of catharsis for people where and this is half of the the angle of me going on about this is that a lot so many people are just like fuck endeavor mm -hmm. totally write, write him off whatever whatever he should die for what he did and it's just like yeah i don't i don't love him but like there are people in my life that i wish were like hey um i know this sucks but i'm gonna buy you a new house and i'm gonna stay away from you i would have loved that yeah <laughs> are you kidding me dude <laughs> it's interesting because todoroki you know, when you see him for the first four and a half seasons or whatever, right? Like, mm -hmm. Todoroki is not a character that I look at and I'm like, I relate to this person, you know? Like, it's it's never something that really... I, I don't know. It's just not one of those characters that I gravitated towards. It's like, I, I don't have, like, the the exceptionalism thrusted upon me to the same extent that he does. Like, I'm not going... I don't... You're not a Shoto Kinney. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, but but then I watched these episodes... And so much of how Todoroki processes his family. And like, I think, you know, granted, if I were 15, I, I would not have processed <laughs> it that way. He's like, it, honestly, it shows shows how like incredibly mature he is, too. Yeah. Because like the way that he is able to <sighs> rationalize, like, yes, my dad is this, but my dad is also this is something mm -hmm. that takes years of fucking therapy. Like I have BPD, right? We talked about this one time where like one of the major things with BPD is something called splitting where like mm -hmm. you tend to either put people on a pedestal or you demonize them and there's no in between. And like, I have had that relationship with both of my parents, you know, mm -hmm. like <laughs> to press. So I guess for like basic context of like my family dynamic, I don't know my dad, my biological dad. Mm -hmm. um, my mm -hmm. mom had me when she was 14. Um, I grew up with my mom. Um, and then the person who I call dad is my adopted dad, but not actually biological. And I, mm. you know, I think they got married when I was like five or four or something like that. Um, and that's when I was adopted by him and they ended up getting divorced. Um, and then I also have my stepdad. They also ended up getting divorced. My mom has had lots of problems throughout the years. Um, you know, I don't like to be the, the armchair psychiatrist, right. But like, 
I stuff runs in our families. Uh, I I have had three uncles who have all died from committing suicide. Who have all had bipolar or BPD. Mm. I'm pretty sure my mom has bipolar or BPD. I have BPD. My sister has her own issues. Like it's something that runs in our family. Mental. It's it's like just it's just a sad truth, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and you know my. <sighs> my dad so second dad right not the biological one um Mm. we had a big falling out and i didn't talk to him for years because i don't know there was and it's it's just it's like there's too much to to talk about on a podcast right there's just like years and years and years of shit to like go through and yeah as much as much or as little as you're comfortable with though yeah and you know and it's like it's less even being like comfortable with it as much as it's just like it's overwhelming. It's one of those things where it's like you go into therapy, right? And they're like, well, where do you want to start? And you're like, fuck, I don't even know. And then you go. Yeah, chronologically or alphabetically. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and it's like. Dewey Decimal Trauma System. <laughs> God. There's just a lot, you know, like everybody has has a rough upbringing. And, you know, mine was no exception. And my mom, like she had me when she was 14, right? She had three kids by the time that she was 21 and she had a brother who ended up like I said committing suicide and who stole from her and who had bipolar and like and just like all like all of these things that like to where like I know that she had a really shitty upbringing and mm-hmm. like therefore so it's like when she had when she has these struggles with alcohol and when she does these things that that hurts me and like so much of, you know, it's, it's funny because I say I don't relate to like Todoroki's whole like exceptionalism like plot. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like my mom kind of was that with me, especially because I didn't have a dad and I was the oldest in my family. So it's like I there was just constantly a lot of pressure on me. Um, And any time that there was something about me that didn't live up to what she wanted. Like, I mean, God, you know, like I don't want to air out everything. Right. But it's like. This was the same woman who when I was nine years old and I started getting a little bit chunky was slipping diet pills in my drinks and telling right. me that I couldn't eat normal food and I mm-hmm. had to eat diabetic food because she was worried that I would be chubby. Um, you know, like just like, big, like that big, was, they're already five energy. With yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like that was that was like what she did. And in her mind, she was helping me. Right. Because she didn't want me to to have to deal with that. And like. You know, just shit like that. And she also just had all these alcohol issues. Like, God, you you talk about, you know, like that one, that one major blow up that you had, Nate. And it's like, I'm thinking about this time when I literally hitchhiked to school um, for my choir concert uh, because my mom was supposed to drive me to it. But it was 4 p.m. or something like that or 5 p.m. And she was already wasted. And so I knew that, like, there was no way she was going to be able to take me. So I literally put on my choir uniform. Another parent who was driving saw me in the uniform, pulled over and took me to the school and I rode with them. Yeah, I'm lucky that I lived within walking distance of my mm-hmm. high school, like easy walking distance of my high school. I would yeah. or I would have many, many this situations was, like that. Yeah, this was in like elementary school. Like I was a young kid. Mm. Um, yeah, you didn't have you weren't forced to be like a karate master or whatever. Like no. you weren't forced to be like a, a double ice and fire magic master <laughs> or anything like that. But you right. still had like expectations and relationship uh mm-hmm. like roughnesses this phys- and even with my school like i was always a perfect student you know like i was always straight a's honor roll um i was supposed to be the writer you know because that was something when i was really young i was always like oh jessica you're such a fantastic writer and like that's what all the teachers told me and so like that was and ironically enough like i i am a writer <laughs> but like 
you know, like that, I don't know. There was just, there was a lot of pressure with her and there was pressure being the oldest and trying to like shelter my younger sisters so they didn't see the same shit and have to deal with the same shit. But it's like, they still did. You know, we all talk about it now and we all compare like, you know, our different scars we got from our parents. (laughs) But no, you know, like I, it's just interesting because I never super related to Todoroki. And then I saw these episodes and like the way that he tries to rationalize things and the way that he is so stuck in the middle and the way that he knows that there is something that his parents parents have to offer and then there are also things that they just don't they mm. just don't have in them and you know i recently read this book it's kind of a book to help you get over um parents who are emotionally abusive mm-hmm. and um and sort through that trauma and like the biggest thing is establishing boundaries and learning your expectations and learning like what you can expect from these people and what you can't and not being hurt by what they can't give you um Mm -hmm. as hard as that is because you just have to learn to not expect it because if you don't expect it you can't be hurt you know and you have to limit your relationship you have to not you know i don't know and and it's like it's something where it's like the book even says like it's not fair and it sucks and it sucks that kids have to go through this sort of thing but this is like the you know the easiest way like as an adult to kind of move Mm -hmm. past that and especially it's been something that's super you know, on my mind and fucked me up, like being pregnant, right? Is because yeah. I have the weirdest family dynamic. You know, mm-hmm. I I don't have one whole side of my family and I have fractured bits of other sides. My mom is completely, doesn't talk to her whole fa- side of the family, right? So it's like, I have, and, and that was something that kept me so close to my mom for such a long time too, is because I didn't have a dad, right? My other dad mm-hmm. was divorced and he was super absent and he was mean to me. <laughs> Um, and didn't treat me the same way at times that he did his biological children. And so like that messes Mm. with you. So it's like, to me, it's like I had my mom and, you know, despite her, her alcohol problems, despite like her anger, despite her, like all of these things, this manipulation and and the lies, um, I was like, this is the person I have. So like, I have to hang on to that. Mm. And I have to Mm. use this person as like, as my crutch, this is my person, um, support, you know, and but anyway it's just hard being pregnant because it's like i i'm trying to think of like how how does my kid relate to all of these people when i don't know how i relate to all of these people sometimes right and and that kid's never going to be old enough to be like all right so here's the here's the time to have the talk about (laughs) yeah how your grandma kind of sucks like let's go (laughs) you know and it's like you don't want it's kind of like right if like if you have a, a partner or like a parent or like somebody who like you know that they're kind of shitty sometimes, right? But, like, you don't want your best friend to be like, oh, man, your girlfriend's a bitch. You know what I mean? Because right. it's like, well, hey, like, no, only I can think that sometimes and not say it. Like, Yeah, mm-hmm. you might think that, but I know that <laughs> and I've experienced that. You know, so it's like I don't want my I don't want my friends and and my my kid I don't want people to see these people in the light that, like, I sometimes see them in, in that worst light because, you know, like, I at the end of the day, I love them. I also mm-hmm. resent them <laughs> for a lot of yeah, things sure. and it's hard to forgive. And there are times when I have been the Natsua, right? And like I have gone two years without talking to a parent or, um, you know, like just had that like anger that I can't let go of. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that if that's how you feel, those are your boundaries to set and like that that's valid. And I don't think that you should ma- be made to feel guilty about it at all. Um, it's just weird, you know, like the internal dialogue and like, and, and like, do I forgive? Do I? I mean, I don't think that there is forgetting, but it's like, do I forgive? Do I move past? Do I like and I think Todoroki struggles with that. He doesn't know how to relate to his father. And 
I get that. Like, I feel that 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the easy thing in the anime is to, like I've said before, is to look at their hair. Like, Shoto's hair is half white, half yeah. red. Fuyumi's mm-hmm. hair is all white with some red. So she's giving her dad a shot. Uh, Natsuo's hair is all white. So f- fuck you, dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <clears throat> we learn that Toya did have red hair, but died with white hair. So you think about that in terms of like, oh, there the, maybe there was some sort of falling out with dad. And we mm-hmm. do learn later that like Toya did say to Natsuo, like dad is dad is abandoning us for Shoto and stuff like that. So we'll learn a lot more about that later. But till till then, let's get back to the actual <laughs> anime. I appreciate you sharing yeah. that stuff, Jess, though, because I didn't I didn't want it to just be me uh, like <laughs> being like, anyway, here's my sad life. Um, Anyway, Deku. Nate, it's trauma. <laughs> it's trauma kids, not trauma kid. OK. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. No, and I hope that whoever is listening, like I like I know. Right. Like you don't know me and, and you don't know Nate. So it's like this could just be like total like anecdotal, you know, I don't know. But at the same time, I just feel like hearing stories and hearing about how people relate to media and like I don't know it's 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 an opportunity for like reflection so if anything like please don't take this as any bit of like narcissism from us and us being like thrilled to talk about our problems on a podcast as much as it's like I don't know I think that being open and transparent about shit helps it helps me I mean like we can only really talk about these kind of things because we've been through it you know yeah that's the point of stories. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nate. <laughs> it's also like getting to to like the, the the anime of it, right? The meat of it. It's like <laughs> the it's anime also, of it all. Yeah. The anime, the of, anime it all. of things. <laughs> like it's also, I think, why it frustrates me so much when people are super reductive and just say like, "Oh, I can't believe it's a, a an Endeavor Redemption arc." I can't believe like or or like just make something black and white mm-hmm. when very clearly the fact that like. He has all these kids displaying different feelings that a normal kid has to a parent like that, Mm -hmm. like shows that he is trying to show and validate all of these different sides and angles Mm -hmm. and like all of these perspectives. And also the very fact that like he can write this story in a way where people with differing opinions on like how how they interact with their parent following like this fallout or falling out. It shows that like there's a way in which he relates to this too, right? Yeah. There's like yeah. he's he's obviously thought of this. He's had these feelings. There's an emotional intelligence at least, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I don't think if, if somebody can relate to this, if somebody can write this, and if somebody can present all of these different sides, like I think maybe we give them the benefit of the doubt and we don't reduce it down to the most simplistic thing yeah. and say, like, ah, oh, he's just trying to preach this message of forgiveness. I've been on TV tropes. Yeah. This is a redemption like, arc. Like, obviously <laughs> yeah. not exactly because superpowers aren't a real thing, but like what? people like Endeavor <laughs> exist in real life. You know, like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is like, honestly, like just of like a bunch of different like media things that I've watched. This is like one of the more realistic depictions mm-hmm. of kind of a broken family that is like there is just like yucky dynamic. Yeah, like just this like very weird, awkward dynamic. Like um, I don't have like as much of the same, you know, like kind of like explicit like things that like either of you two have. But like. Oh boy, did I sure relate to Deku and Bakugo here? Um, Because like, (laughs) like it it feels like reductive to like put it as a joke, but like I I just have like so many stories of like going over to a friend's house as a kid and like 
Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, well, whenever like that, there's like a meme going around for a while of like just a kid, like just being like, ha, 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 or like, like the this is fine dog of just like you're hanging out, yeah. but like their parents are just screaming at each other in the kitchen and you're just kind of there, you know? You're just like, so Halo 3. Yeah, so <laughs> let's talk about Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I'll, I'll get back into the the recap of it. We'll get into some other stuff later, I'm sure. But um, till then, Endeavor thinks about his talk with All Might asking what it means to be uh, strong and to be a hero. All Might basically says it's not enough to emulate or imitate success. They're different people. And Endeavor needs to find his own reason to be strong. And he says, I'm sure the reason is very simple for you or will be very simple for you. Deku wakes up the next day and explains to us that uh, he and the others live at the agency with the flaming sidekickers, which is, it sounds like a wig stop side dish. <laughs> it's a fucking terrible name, but I also love yeah. it. <laughs> um, don't even talk to Bakugo until he's had his coffee. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Burnin razzes the kids about their goal to beat Endeavor, but notes the wear and tear on their equipment and backs off since they're they're clearly motivated enough. Um, Endeavor takes the boys out on patrol for the day. Um, he has this monologue. He says, not yet, still not good enough. Thinking, acting, controlling your power. You need to shorten the time for all of these processes. Don't lose a single minute, a single second. Stop an incident before it happens. Yeah, he's out here trying to do that uh, fucking rescuing civilians any percent world record. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, the next part that he says, he is not talking to the kids. He is talking to himself, and I fully believe that. Think about this in the metaphor of what's going on with his life, okay? Have an observing eye. Look for the evil hiding in the everyday. You aren't just looking at people. Look at everything that's happening. It's not something that you can learn overnight, but the more experience you get, the more accurate you'll be. Run, run, run. Show me that you can surpass your past selves. Maintaining the status quo is synonymous with going backwards. A hero is constantly accelerating. He's fucking not talking to those kids. Oh, he he absolutely mm. just like <laughs> like if I if if that were somebody talking to me, I would just turn to them like mid-sentence. You good? Like Yeah. <laughs> See, this this man definitely goes through periods of uh projection. Yeah. <laughs> when for speaking. sure. While he's yeah. working on his hot rod in the garage. <laughs> that evening endeavor summons up the courage to tell the kids to come with him to dinner um bakugo is not having it um but does not seem like the type of kid to turn down free food this is the vibe i get from bakugo feel that bud yeah fuck yeah kid the vibe from bakugo is like your family wants to take me to applebee's i guess i'll go to applebee's yeah when you're here your family i guess woo (laughs) Uh. um when you're here your trauma kids olive garden Everybody, uh, DM me your address so I can mail you all invitations to Fiumi in my wedding. <laughs> She's so good. She's great. And she answers yeah. the door, and I'm just like, I love you. <laughs> yeah. What a fucking baddie. Yeah. Deku is polite and introduces himself, and Fiumi remembers Deku from that, that time he and her brother exploded a stadium. <laughs> Remember when you beat the shit out of my brother? That was tight. Anyway, hi. Deku's like, oh, uh, I'm sorry about that, and Shoto is like, it's literally Bro. fine. It was on TV. It's fine. She, yeah. she watched it. She understands what the sports festival is. 
I love how the dynamic shifts when Shoto is around his family. He's like weirdly simultaneously in his element and on guard at the same yeah. time. Abusive households. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, hmm, sounds familiar. <laughs> this is the only time when he's not the one with the least information in any given situation. That's true, yeah. And so I feel like that's kind of comforting to him. It's just like... Any other time, he's like, don't say something about Soba. Don't say something about Soba. Don't say something about Soba. Um, but now he's like, okay, I know I know all four people's names that are in this apartment right now. Um, he notes that Natsuo must also be there because his shoes were there. Uh, looks like he didn't want to meet Endeavor at the door, and can you blame him? Nah. Um, nah. Y'all, that spread, though, that my lovely wife with whatever the opposite of frosted tips has prepared for me. God damn, dude. <laughs> it was good. That God. crunchy tofu. Mm. Fuck. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's an elementary school teacher, so she's good with kids. It's, it is a miracle that she ended up this way and not as some kind of like villain um, having having Endeavor as a dad because like. Holy shit. To be the person that's like, no, I want to teach kids and better the next generation. It's like, wow, okay. <laughs> Somebody's mature. Anyway, call me. Um... <laughs> no, call <laughs> me. <laughs> fight, fight. <laughs> fight, fight. <laughs> I just, I, this is where I want to do that TikTok sound where it's like, boys, you see this? Like, this is for girls. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me of your gender again. <laughs> so, so call me. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll allow that. Yeah, <laughs> the vibe here is a little weird, but Deku praises the food in the only way that Deku can by babbling like an idiot. Um, and Bakugo compliments the food the only way that he knows how by telling Deku he's ruining the taste of it <laughs> by babbling. I just, man, I said it earlier, but I fucking relate to Deku right here, dude. <laughs> like man like all you can really do is just like be polite at that moment when you know there's some shit happening i love i love how tense it is in here it's so good <laughs> it really brings out the flavor there's a real electricity in the air yeah, yeah. i love the vein in your forehead that pops out when you <laughs> when you're yelling <laughs> um Fiumi is so good at cooking because the housekeeper that we saw in that single flashback shot got a back injury and retired since the family at that point was just Natsu, Fuyumi, and Shoto um, and Endeavor, who was barely there. Fuyumi took up the cooking responsibilities. Um, Natsuo cooked too, but he could go overboard on the seasoning and Endeavor probably wouldn't want that in Shoto's perfect little prodigy diet. Damn. Get his ass. Get his ass. <laughs> bad, bad vibes. <laughs> um, Endeavor says, oh, well, next time I'd love for you to make some of the food, Natsuo. And Natsuo's like, yeah, I'd love to make food for you, you prick. It's like choke on it. Yeah, honestly. basically, <laughs> yeah. He, this is the last straw for him. He gets up and says like, all right, I showed up. That's good enough, isn't it? And then the answer, by the way, is it is honestly, yeah. <laughs> truly. Yeah, it, it's big like mm, check, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bakugo and Deku clean up and take the, the dishes to Endeavor, who we see have his costume on under his civilian clothes even now, which is like hilarious. But also, oh, damn, almost like his friendly family vibe is merely a costume he's putting on over top of his real identity as the number one hard ass and family ruiner Endeavor. Oh, <laughs> Fuck. Wow. Wow. <laughs> 
Deku asks Bakugo if he knew about the tension, uh, and he's like, yeah, because, like, as we see in a flashback, he was around the corner when Shoto first cornered Deku and, and trauma dumped at him at the sports festival. I really do love that Bakugo throughout the series kind of acts like as the audience, right? Because I feel yeah. like you always watch these things and it's like, man, Deku really won't shut the fuck up about like All Might and and like making it very, very obvious there's some sort of very strong relationship here. And also like, hmm, yeah, Todoroki sure does like have these issues and has had very loud conversations about his abusive family and and you think like surely everyone has to catch on but it's shonen so it's like you know no like these people but, but then Bakugo's like yeah no y'all are fucking loud yeah <laughs> and I'm the explosion guy <laughs> Fiyumi is talking with Shoto and says that it's not like she doesn't feel like Natsuo sometimes but she wants to do all she can to make the family that they have stick together plus since their mom Ray is probably going to leave the psych ward soon this is kind of good practice for when she comes home and they can hopefully be a family again she asks shoto what he thinks of his dad he answers that he's like i think of the scar on my face as coming from him um and he thinks correctly i believe that he drove his mom to the state that she was in he says uh, he ruined her and i can't forgive him that easy we see uh ray uh writing a letter to shoto that says that uh she wants to live with them uh, with him, Natsuo, and Fiyumi again, and she doesn't mention Endeavor, which is interesting. Um, there's a like a beautiful match fade from Rei trying her best to move on to Fiyumi doing the same. Um, she looks just like her mom, and it's like the fade from like somebody trying to do her best to another person trying to do her best. I'm just like y'all got you y'all brought the you brought a whole case full of art for this one, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shoto says that he doesn't know what shape things are going to take, but he's willing to wait and see. Bakugo Burson is just like, y'all having a reality TV episode up in here. Stop it. <laughs> Fucking chill. Do you love the fact, though, that like Bakugo calls the behavior rude um, because yeah. it's really interesting. And it just shows you so much about who Bakugo is as a person, because like. He's not wrong, right? Yeah. Like, it kind of is a little bit funky to invite people to your home and then, like, have and like, and to invite people to your home when you know that what is going down at your house is like a very intimate, tense situation, right? Yeah. That they've only kind of done once, right? Like, yeah, it's like when you, when you know, like, some bad shit's about to go down. So you're like, oh, like, do you mind going with me to this because I don't want to be alone? But right. it's like, totally. Roki did that, but then also did not tell Deku or Bakugo that that was what was happening. He was yeah. just like, nah, I'm bringing a friend to this breakup. Come in. <laughs> you know, like. Oh, my God. Yeah, this this absolutely has the energy of like, I'm bringing friends over to um, my ex's house so I can get all of my stuff from yes. her house without yeah. having like an incident happened yes like they were very Feel much that. like they were put in the position where they are buffers <laughs> and like that's kind of a fucked up thing to do right and it's just so funny because like at the same time right like of course bakugo's behavior of just like calling it out is super rude too um but it just shows you how like bakugo was raised so differently and why he like looks at deku as being someone who's weak because like to him 
emotional outbursts like that, like that is being rude. When Deku is is being too much, when mm-hmm. Deku's screaming and crying and showing too much emotion, like that is not being respectful and that is being like rude um, mm-hmm. with how he was raised. So it makes sense that he would see all of this and he's just like, well, that's not like that's not how I was raised. This isn't right. You're not. It's just it's interesting to see the different definitions. Right. Because then you have someone like Deku who might think like his lack of compassion in that moment is rude, too. And, you know, like, yeah. of course, like me as a person, I'm a compassionate person. So, like, I would align with Deku. Right. Like, I right, would never say right. shit like that. I would be the apologetic oh, no. dinner guest. I would think what Bakugo says, but I would never in <laughs> yeah, my, in no my kidding. wildest yeah. dreams say it to my worst enemy. Because I'm not trying to get slapped in somebody yeah. else's house. <laughs> and it's like most normal people would, right? But it just shows you like how Bakugo, Bakugo is never wrong. Just the way he goes about things is very fucking Bakugo weird. is never wrong t-shirt available now. <laughs> uh, okay, maybe he's sometimes wrong. But... Bakugo is the jazz music of people because there are no wrong notes, just better choices. <laughs> <laughs> he just and it's like it's so in character too right like yeah. he constantly is just really and i don't really necessarily like using the word in character when you refer to like a, a creator's character because like sometimes i feel like that means that you've just decided what that character is and therefore you know yeah yeah and therefore you know better and like and then that's when you get the shit where it's like well that's just out of character when it's like no it's not out of character it was just character development or you know well, the character did it <laughs> and also like you didn't yeah. make the character they can kind of decide what's out of character and what's you know but at the same time it is cool because Bakugo is somebody who just like he just makes sense like you just like look at yeah. him and you're like okay I get it like I get the deal and this is an example of that. So anyway, I love Bakugo's reaction to this whole thing. That's the long yeah, story I, short. I, I I love his reaction to it as well because he also mentions again, you ruined some good Mapo tofu. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just saying again in his own way, I really liked that tofu. <laughs> yeah, that feels like, that line feels like just something you would hear as like, something to like really like break the tension in just like every sitcom in the last 20 years you know uh, yeah when is bakugo gonna be on a hot ones yeah <laughs> so deku speaks up and is like oh hey shoto you, you like i i think that like maybe you're trying to move on and with your dad and maybe forgive him if you want to if you hate him that's fine but you're a good person this is a good sentiment but um Natsuo overhears this and must be thinking, oh, cool. I'm just not a good person because the guy that ruined my family is trying so hard and I won't suck his little toesy woesies and cuddle it. <laughs> and it kind of like shows you too how someone who has like the intentions, like these these good intentions like Deku, right? Like sometimes, and he even says at the beginning, he's like, this might be, you know, not my place. And it's like, then he says that and it's like, yeah, buddy, it's kind of not your place. Like it's, it's not really like you can't establish people's boundaries for them. And like you get what he's doing, but... Mm-hmm. That and then it just goes to show you why someone like Bakugo might think Deku's behavior is rude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like that's the way like Bakugo sees things so differently. He would watch the interaction and be like, "Well, like that's fucked up. Like you need to mind mind your business. Like yeah. and I am minding my own business. Like everybody mind your own business. <laughs> sort it's, through your it, own problems." It's so funny because Shoto literally said as much to Deku at the at the uh, summer camp when he's just like. You it worked on me, but you can't just say something to somebody and inspire them every time. Mm-hmm. You can't just do that, bud. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because it's the same shit he did with um 
little little boy. Kota. Yeah. Oh, Kota. That's oh. right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Endeavor takes a small sampling of food on a tray to a traditional Japanese morning uh, spot. M O U R N I N G. He lights some incense and prays, thinking, "Again, what can I do for my family after all this time? I think about this every night as I go to sleep. Recently, I've been having the same dream. My wife and children look like they're having fun around the dinner table, and in that place." I wish you could have been there with them too, Toya. And we see for the first time uh, Toya Todoroki's face. And uh, it's like haunting, man. Yeah. Like, not, like yeah. not to put a, a weird point on it because the boy's dead, but like it's the look on his face. Like you can tell that there was some kind of falling out because like this isn't, it's not a smiling photo of this, this boy. And like I said, his hair is white when it used to be red in, in those flashbacks when he like kicks the ball and falls over. We only see him for half a second. Um, he's got red hair there. Mm -hmm. So, and that, that is the same, that is the same boy. Like there isn't another <laughs> Todoroki somewhere. Like that's the same boy. And it's not like a mistake either. Post credits, uh, a man is released from jail and wanders the streets till he sees a clip of Endeavor killing the high end Nomu on TV. Seeing this, he smiles. Episode 106, the Unforgiven, which sounds like a WWE special. Yeah, yeah hell yeah. <laughs> I love I love Metallica. <laughs> a few years ago, we see an old uh an old school Endeavor, like talk taking a villain in. Um he's thanked by the officer, but Endeavor can't help but be a dick and say, You're thinking All Might would have done this quicker. And the cop is like what? I don't, I'm, I no, just no, work here. No. <laughs> um, Endeavor really has come a long way. Yeah. Like, like I said before, like seeing these older images of Endeavor, it's like, what is your face doing, bud? Mm -hmm. Stop yelling. What is wrong with you? <laughs> it's like something too that, like, weirdly, I relate to times back to back to parent stuff again. Here we go. No way. Um, On these episodes, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that Endeavor is especially at the beginning when we see him, he's a really insecure narcissist, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, I grew up with a parent who was an insecure narcissist. And um, that takes shape in that person generally um, releasing all of that onto their kids with this like intention of building them up. But it's actually one of the quickest ways to like tear your kids down, right? Mm -hmm. And so yeah. it's like, that's 100% the type of parent that, he was it's like he always felt like he was living in the shadow of all might and he was supposed to be this like i mean this is honestly it's like this is the type of future right like we could see someone like bakugo having and that's that's why all might was like this is going to be great for you to work with endeavor because you're going to be able to see how he's changed yeah you know like this is like if if you do have that kind of personality where you become so obsessive about yourself and about like and that like hustle culture right and like that that <laughs> being like that motivational like like i need to be the best i need to be the best um like this rise is and what grind it, dumb deku yeah no really though it's like it's like that rise and grind like fucking mentality right and like that's what he like did to his kids and that's the reason why um they're all alienated from him and one of them is dead. And, um, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. Cause I see that and I'm like, I, I get that. I get yeah, having you your whole life. Yeah. yeah you, you know, you constructed your life out of, out of Jenga blocks and you weren't even that careful about it. <laughs> yeah. And you don't, you don't think, I think about how much narcissism impacts other people. Right. Because when you hear that someone's like a narcissist, it's like, that seems like such a, singular thing the singular thing mm -hmm. right because it is it's all about themselves right like that's that's the definition of it and even like 
And you, and I think that you always think of narcissism as being somebody thinking they're better than other people when that's not necessarily the case. It's just self-obsession, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, in my opinion, like when I thought about my mom for the longest time, I was like, well, she's not a narcissist because she's not self-obsessed. She's like self-loathing. And then she takes that self-loathing and projects all of her insecurities, whether it's like her weight or not finishing high school, like, like just like all of these things. Um, and she puts them onto me. And so, like, that's not narcissism, right? But then you, like, you grow older and you're like, well, like, it is because that definition, I think, is a bit warped the way that we view it. It's not it's not about thinking that you're the best. It's about just being so incredibly obsessed with yourself, with your image, with your presentation, with how people see your you. Your faults, mm-hmm. all of that. Yes. It's, it's examining your life constantly under a microscope at the expense of everyone around you. Um, and, like, that's what Endeavor does. Like, his, mm-hmm. his shit that he put his kids through wasn't even about his kids it was about no. him no these were all of it, his issues and that is why he projects so much on Todoroki and is like Todoroki's gonna be number one he's gonna be the best mm-hmm. my boy's gonna be the, it's because he and, wants and, to in that I will be number one yeah yeah and we just yeah. talked like literally what five minutes ago about how like when he was talking to the boys at 100% seemed like he was actually talking to him himself yes yeah. his yeah. whole life is really just like about himself that's part of the reason why it's like we can call it a redemption arc we can call it not one we can say that he is being redeemed we can say like regardless he's not being redeemed whatever um but the fact that he sees a life for his family in which he is not in the picture when he has been the when he has been the one taking the picture and in the picture and he is the picture for his whole entire fucking (laughs) life like is some growth He's mm-hmm. taking himself out of something for the first time and like it makes him uncomfortable because he's not used to a world without him in it. He's not used to the family dynamic without him in it. He is the core. He is the center of everything. Yeah. Um, Endeavor's a narcissist. <laughs> but, you know, like so. So there is growth. There is growth. And, you know, seeing this kind of puts it all into perspective. Yeah. Yeah, a- absolutely. And and like before he. He leaves. Um, he tells the officer to watch out for that villain because he's he's relentless. Um, and then he takes him away. As he exits, we see some kind of fucking Power Ranger putty looking ass villain that is obsessed with him. Yo, this dude looks cool as shit, though. Yeah, I was like, I saw you get close to the mic. I was like, yeah, Kids. yeah, <laughs> yeah. This dude's like giga fucked up. Kind of one of the coolest villains so far. It's he's so memorable. Yeah, and he's only yeah. in like one point one episodes. <laughs> I mean, um, for good reason. <laughs> yeah, like, definitely. He's a he is obsessed with Endeavor, like John Lennon murderer yeah, style, yeah. but yeah, like inverse yeah. because he wants Endeavor to kill him. He's so much of a fan of him that he even knew the name of the villain he took in that day, which is uh, his name is Takami. Um, Tuck that away for later. Since that day, he's become his hope. Seven years ago, he missed the chance to be killed by him, and now he's going to do hes gonna do a more direct approach. He's going to try drugs. <laughs> we see him dose up with Trigger, um, and he follows Natsuo to his apartment. Back at the trauma dinner table, uh, Deku and Bakugo learn that the eldest Todoroki, Toya, is dead, like we learned at the end of the last episode. Natsuo and he were close, and whatever happened, it was intense um, and happened after Rei was hospitalized. And so this this is what pushed her condition even further and was the reason why she has been gone this entire time. It wasn't necessarily that she hurt her son. It's that she hurt her son, went away, and then her other son died. Yeah. And so that 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 broke the poor gal. Mm-hmm. Like understandably so. Um ba, 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 ba. 
So whatever happened, Natsuo thinks that Endeavor may as well have killed him himself. He says this like two or three times. Um, Bakugo notes Natsuo's gloomy face um, and how it makes sense, um, and which is like as much empathizing as you can get from Bakugo of him just being like, so that's why he looked so stanky. I was like, okay, well, sure, if that's how you're going to relate to people, bud. Endeavor summons the kids to take them back to UA. On the way out, Bakugo is like, give me the recipe for that tofu, which is like, that may as well be him flirting with Fuyumi, <laughs> as far as as far as I'm it, concerned. Absolutely. I think that's like the nicest thing he's ever said to anybody this entire show so far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was like really like endearing like he's like hey give me that fucking recipe and i'm like oh oh that's so cute <laughs> it's that and his interaction with burnin where i'm just like bakugo is tr he's like he's like what if i like girls <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> but he's still bakugo so his interactions with girls need to be like fuck you <laughs> which is very good good god um, Fuyumi thanks Deku for coming along and uh, being understanding and thanks him for being boyfriends. I mean, good friends with Shoto. Shoto is like embarrassed by this. Like Fuyumi takes Deku's hands and it's like, oh, thank you so much for being being Shoto's friend. Shoto's like, oh, fuck, stop it, stop it, stop it. He, big homeschool energy. Big homeschool energy, yeah. He's not in his home anymore, so he's not in his element anymore, so he's like, now now he's back to, like, Soba mode. Yeah. Hell yeah, I love that song. <laughs> I'm going Soba mode. Oh my god. Um, Endeavor thanks Fiumi, and honestly, that's kind of the best outcome that she could have hoped for. Yeah. Um, we cut to Natsuo getting home, talking with who we can only assume is that GF that Fuyumi teased him about last season. Uh, looks like he had to bail on her to do the family dinner situation. And wow, we no wonder he was sore about the whole situation. Um, he says that it's all good now, though, and he'll make it up with her. Um, maybe we'll go to a movie, blah, blah, blah. Oh, the ex-con is here and apprehends him with the street lines, sending his phone flying. His fucking quirk is so cool and it's unique. It's so cool. He's, he's just mag he's Magneto for whatever the chemical compound is like in chalk, street line basically. Paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is Rudy. He has the chalk. <laughs> oh he's my god. That's a deep cut. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And I love it. I am uh, what the kids call an idiot. So <laughs> thank you. Welcome to the Chalk Zone Zone. Let's go. Podcast about Chalk Zone. <laughs> Got the chalk now, um, motherfucker. Honestly, yeah. So forget Attack on Titan. That's the next one. It's yeah. going to be Chalk Zone. Uh, and then let's do like a Foster's Home. Okay, but what if we do? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Blue Regard Q Kazad Kazad Pet Kazad Pet Cast. Take your time. Take your time. You got it. You got it. It's hot in Topeka. The podcast. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so in the car to UA, Endeavor says that he wants to kick training into an even higher gear. Bakugo complains, like, "Why do you have a fucking sedan? You're the number one hero." Um. And the driver um, responds in kind. I love him so much. And, and in the Japanese, Driver's especially, great. I don't love him in the English, but in the Japanese, he rules. And like with him and Burnin, like and knowing who Endeavor has been up until like this season, <laughs> um, you like, you know, the man who hired these people. And so it makes sense that his driver is a fucking dick. Yeah. And his name literally means car, which is very good. 
Dude, you'd have to be a dick though to work with him, right? Yeah. Like you have to have such a high threshold. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Endeavor, how come you work with such and such shitty little babies? <laughs> <laughs> Who left these fucking kids in the car? Exactly. There's shit says, everywhere. It's fucked up. He says, since when have you been on like babysitting duty? And he says, ever since I've been put at the top. And in English, he says zounds wrong. And I like yeah. that's such a yeah. weird zounds. <laughs> in Japanese, he just goes key. <laughs> okay, but you know what would have actually been so good? Because I think this would have been something that would have pissed Bakugo off so much is if he would have like turned the child lock on. <laughs> <laughs> Out of nowhere, Rhodey shows up in the middle of the road with Natsuo in tow. Zunes, um, again, he says. Endeavor explodes from the car and has a standoff with Rhodey, who asks if he remembers him. Endeavor does. Seven years ago, he caused a rampage, but was taken in. He went by a villain name, Ending. Um, Great fucking name. Great yeah. fucking name, dude. <laughs> Good name. God, he said that, and I'm, I, I literally just verbally went like, oh. <laughs> All for one who? Ending. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this is cool. It's tight as fuck, dude. Ending the. That's some Metal Gear bullshit. Yeah. This dude <laughs> would be a Metal Gear villain. I think that's why I like him so much. Ooh. You're so right. He would be. Yeah. 100%. This dude hangs out with Vamp 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He, he lays out his, like, uh, desire, like, hey, I, I'm a fangirl, and I want to be killed by you. Um, st step on me, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> me when I meet BTS. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> BTS is nothing like ending. Are you kidding me? I would hope not. It's a real, it's a real army, okay? <laughs> we got guns in the BTS army. <laughs> I'm a paratrooper. I'm doing my part. I mean, fuck if you ask whatever, if you ask a bunch of fucking K-pop stands on Twitter, they probably do. I don't know anything about K-pop, y'all. That's that's okay. Y'all hear that Gangnam Style song? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love that the English voice for ending is really good. He is he is a um It was great. Yeah. He is a he is a fairly newer voice actor on the scene and he fucking he brings such a rush to that shit. He brings that weird, like, sexual energy to him. He was fucking terrifying, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, 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 like, it's, he, he weirdly rides, weird, <laughs> saying rides that line is weird for a guy that can control lines on the, on the road, but, yeah. like, he rides that line between, like, like a deep desire that he actually wants and, like, a weird sex thing. Yeah. It is so, like, He's like, yeah, I know heroes don't kill anyone, even when it gets crazy. <laughs> I'm like, was fucking great. Chill out, dude. Oh, my God. He's so cool. <laughs> so cool. He's like, but you, hey, you killed the Nomu. And as far as ending is concerned, he could be an empty shell just like Nomu. Yeah. I could be alive or dead or somewhere in between. I'll be your Nomu daddy. <laughs> <laughs> A non-entity, he says, which is also like, tight as shit. Like this dude's spitting. <laughs> Full stop. He's fucking yeah. He's absolutely deranged, but he is spitting. <laughs> I do love the idea that this uh, this man, like just every partner he's had in the past, you know, five years, whatever, is just like, okay, we're gonna role play. <laughs> Your endeavor. <laughs> I'm a no move. <laughs> Fuck. Here's the lighter. Ooh, um, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> um, I hate this shit so much. The kids get out of the car and the driver does some fucking Alfred shit, launching their gear into the air, which rules. Yeah. 
Um, That's why he has the fucking sedan, Bakugo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got the fucking like lev- like pull the lever cronk that like shoots <laughs> shoots the UA specific briefcases up into the sky, shit. which is like I don't want to think about how. Why would that be there like that? But I don't give a shit because it rules and gets me hype as fuck. <laughs> Deku catches all of the the suitcases and tosses Bakugo his gauntlets and Shoto his heat sink. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but all of the stuff on Shoto that's not his blue jumpsuit exists to draw heat to him when he's cold and to draw heat away from him when he's too hot. It's really um, smart. Yeah. Yeah, the stuff on his wrists do that, and like his 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 uh, like vest thing is like just heat sink elements, and like his belt is vented. That's why his like little medicine things hang off of his belt. They're not mm. on him because they would melt or freeze or whatever. So they're like a little bit farther away from his like actual body. It's fucking smart, dude. So here's the big lesson learned moment, right? Shoto uses flames and ice at the same time to propel himself. Bakugo stores up condensed energy to move fast and precise, even in the cold. And mind you, he's not even wearing his winter costume. He's just in a shirt and pants and like a jacket, kind of. Deku uses Air Force without having to do fucking PEMDAS. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Endeavor is about to get to ending when he flashes Natsuo in front of him, strangely giving him pause. He thinks about the things Natsuo said to him recently, that he's a crazy bastard, that he's responsible for Toya, etc., etc. In that moment, the kids literally and figuratively pass Endeavor. Ending is not super in love with this <laughs> this uh, turn of events. Um, and so he fucks up some cars to distract Deku while he puts Natsuo in front of a fucking train. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I didn't mention it, but like when he puts the arrow close to his head and like you can tell that it's like sharp. I'm yeah. like, huh. Yeah. This is just so, it's such a weird power to be like, no, I know how to kill somebody with this. Mm-hmm. Like you did not hesitate at all. <laughs> <laughs> Deku decides that Black Whip is going to be what he can do to save the cars. And he like f- f- ten fa- he hangs 10 with some air force and flies up into the air, giving him some like time to concentrate. And he's like, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And fucking you'd better because there's like 10 people that are going to fucking die. <laughs> right. <laughs> he Spider-Man's the, f- the fuck out of that motherfucker. He did though. it. <laughs> Yay. I said that Shoto makes burnt endings um, <laughs> and then tosses him. Oh, yeah. Shout out Kansas City. Uh, Just a little barbecue joke for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout out Kansas City. And then he tosses him, landing him in an ice trap, ready for the police to scoop him up. Villain secured. No one hurt. Complete victory. Bakugo's whole shit. And they did it without communicating either, pretty much. Like, De- all Deku did was say, like, I'm throwing this one first and then this one. <laughs> I like that when Deku is told thank you by the civilians, he answered the same way he did at the, the Mount Lady, like, media test thing, where he says that he's super glad, but he... He actually like meant it and wasn't like I'm su- I'm so super glad <laughs> like robot mode. I don't know if that's intentional that he said the same thing in Japanese, but I do I do like that that's yeah. his thing that he says. Bakugo is checking up on Natsuo, which is like also weirdly a very sweet moment. Yeah, he's like, hey, are you okay? Are you alive <laughs> over there? Uh. Yeah. Look at these boys learning. I know it's so. It is it's so. It's a very far cry from him being muzzled up <laughs> in the <laughs> muzzled up on a Thursday afternoon, which was ostensibly the last time they saw Bakugo. Um, yeah, because that was on world television. 
Endeavor swoops in and hugs both of them. He asks if they're okay, and Bakugo is like, old man smell. <laughs> He's such a punk. He yeah. really is. He is the definition of a little punk. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Natsuo is like, it's too hot. Bakugo slips out like a, the fucking cartoon that he is. Prime Bakugo faces in this scene. Oh, truly, truly. <laughs> um, and he starts to gloat about the victory over Endeavor now that everything is settled. He has the, like his his lower lip is like. So what did you say about? Me? <laughs> Aren't you so pissed at me, <laughs> little stinker? I, <laughs> I want to hear Bakugo call somebody a little stinker so fucking bad, dude. You little stinker. <laughs> I want I want that really bad. <laughs> you ragamuffin. Time to invite Cliff back on. Yeah, hey Cliff, what's good? Yes, yes, uh, yes you have yes. not met me at all, but please do that for me, thanks. <laughs> um, Endeavor does not react the way that he wants him to, though. Um, like Cam said, Bakugo does not want to be told good job. He wants to be told holy fuck. True. <laughs> Endeavor, however, is still holding Natsuo, probably for the first time ever. Um, this ends super quickly because Natsuo realizes what's going on and pushes him away. Endeavor says, I'm sorry for a split second. I thought the thought crossed my mind that if I saved you, you might never speak to me again. I thought about this line for a long time and what it like truly means for him to say that because it, it's a weird line. It's like, yeah. what, what are you going to not save your son? What the fuck? And I talked with um, my girlfriend Boogie about this and we read some stuff online today. And like, here's here's what I definitively think is that Endeavor being a hero is what ruined his family and made Natsuo hate him in the first place. And what put them all in this position in the first place. And so if Endeavor saves Natsuo, firstly, is Natsuo going to accept that help? Sort of like how Kirishima needed to be the one to reach out for Bakugo in the rescue mission. But also that if Endeavor saved him, he'd most likely think he was doing it just for looks or for, you know, he would not manipulate it because he's not manipulative, but he would he would end up thinking, oh, yeah, you just did this so that I would end up loving you. Like, well, I don't fucking love you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it would be something that was transactional. Yes, exactly. My my girlfriend was like, anytime somebody's if you're trying to do better at something, you probably have these like rapid micro thoughts of just like, how could this go wrong? How could me trying to do better actually super fucking backfire and end up like Daffy Duck shooting me in the face here? Like, so that's what that's what I think that it actually means. Endeavor says he uh, not so you may not believe me, but I wasn't trying to shun the kids or you, uh, or and none of what happened was your fault. I ran away from the responsibility of being a father and left that burden with them, and I may as well have killed Toya myself. And Natsu was like, "I don't. Who gives a shit what you think? Yeah, I, you're fucking sorry. I don't give a shit how sorry you are. Or oh, you saved my life. Thanks." What do you want from me? Again, I'm not gonna suck your little toesy wosies about this, Doc. <laughs> Not shunning us like Toya said that you were always doing that to him and the rest of us. And it'll be a cold day in hell. This is what he says in Japanese. It'll be a cold day in hell before I forgive you, which is very, very good because of the hot cold yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, because I'm not kind like Shoto and he's bawling, but he's smiling at the same time because he is like standing up to his dad in the way that he wants mm -hmm. to. But he hates that this is happening. But like there's this sh reaction shot of Deku like. Ah, ah, shit, dude. <laughs> you totally heard me say that, didn't you? <laughs> oh, cramp. Oh, cramp. <laughs> Endeavor says that um, Natsu is trying hard for Fuyumi, 
Um, and he appreciates that. Uh, he says, it's okay if Natsu doesn't forgive him. I don't want forgiveness. What I want is to atone. And Natsu answers, like we've talked about a little bit before, everyone's trying so fucking hard to forgive and forget, but I don't see why I have to be the one to change and meet you halfway. Ending is crying that Endeavor has changed too much and now his hope is gone. In the aftermath, the driver mentions to Endeavor that with Star Servant from before, the guy with the enlightened fallen king and the glass balls and shit, and Ending targeting him, it's a bad omen, but Endeavor answers that the bright future of the kids and their potential are enough to snuff out that darkness, blah, 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 light, dark, whatever, whatever. Natsuo asks Bakugo what his hero name is. Um, he answers that he does have one, um, but he's waiting to reveal it until he runs it past someone first. That person obviously being best genus. Um, good luck with that. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure you've got it in the bag. Wait, no, Hawks is the one that has him in the bag. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Dramatic irony. What's good? What's good? <laughs> Paid attention in high school English class. Let's fucking go. Post credits, Endeavor arrives home with Natsuo and tells Fuyumi that Shoto and Bakugo saved him. Endeavor thinks one last time, what can I do for my family after all this time? Um, he tells them, I'm going to build you a new house for the family to live in when Ray gets out of uh, the facility she's in. He thanks Fiumi for doing everything that she could to keep the family together all this time. He apologizes for the suddenness, but says, get ready to move. He doesn't want Ray to be in the house that has all these bad memories in it, which, you know, makes sense. Yeah, it's valid. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fiumi says, what about you? And he says for the, the third time, what can I do for my family after all this time? I think about it every night as I go to sleep. Recently, I keep having the same dream. My wife and children look like they're having fun around the dinner table, laughing together about silly things, savoring those small happinesses, but I'm never at that table. Yes, if I truly care about them, if I'm going to atone, I'll stay here. And so what he's saying is like, I'm going to build a great life for you guys, and I won't be a part of it, which is like... I think that's the correct answer in this case, or like right, as close right. to as correct as you can get. You know, yeah, I'll say it again. Redeemed or not redeemed. Good guy, bad guy, middle guy, however you want to look at him. I think that like this move is just I don't know. It's just really powerful yeah. and it really shows growth and it really is like I think the ultimate thing that you can. I mean, it's, it's kind of like the whole like cheesy thing, right? Of like, if you love someone, you let them go. Right. Like this mm -hmm. is the way that you respect people's boundaries. And the hardest thing to do is when especially when you when you feel like you fucked up and when you feel like you hurt people that you actually love is to take yourself out of the situation and do what's best for them. And this is him trying to do that. So regardless of how we want to look at this, I think that like it's, it's too much of a, I don't know. I mean, this show is about human relation or at least like aspects of the show, right. Are about human relationships and draw from real human relationships. Mm -hmm. And like, mm -hmm. It's just too complicated and too messy to have like these clean, neat lines and to say, oh, Endeavor is a bad, irredeemable person or <laughs> no, Endeavor is actually a good guy and like we should forgive him. Like that's just not how it works. Yeah. So I think that it exists in the middle, but I do think that this move is just like very cathartic. Yeah. And very good. I agree. Yeah. And, and I love that, like, you know, this is a show about superhero shit where. You know, it, it's, it's about somebody becoming Superman, basically. But mm -hmm. in the middle of it, there's this stuff of just like, well, what if the number one hero was a huge dick and the world didn't know about that, but his family sure as fuck knows about it. Mm -hmm. um, what are you going to do as as baby Superman? What are you going to do once you learn that stuff? Um, 
I should probably do nothing and just kind of let them do their thing. Um, but yeah, man, these are some of the best episodes yeah. in the entire series. Um, they fucking whip. I love ending. I have no idea what's going on with his, like, skin or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... Fuck talking about Dobby. Let's talk about him some more. Shit. Like, <laughs> it only makes sense that he is a temporary villain for one his motivation and two like you can't really be like oh no it's the street lines yeah. guy oh no it, it's a sign of a good character when they're done and you're like ah damn it like, i wanted oh, to fuck. yeah and like i guess he's going to jail and like you know maybe we'll see him again or whatever and like because like good that's good yeah but yeah <laughs> yeah he shouldn't have been killed right yeah, like he shouldn't totally. have gotten what he wanted and like endeavor probably had all the right in the world to kill him yeah. like i don't think anybody i don't think anybody would have like honestly faulted him for it no i don't know what the consequences are for stuff like that when when a when a villain is killed mm -hmm. or when anyone is killed in any of these encounters i don't think i think the only people that we see die are like night eye and uh mag so far mm -hmm. And so, like, there aren't any kind of, like, repercussions. Yeah, there's, like, for that off-screen stuff, but nothing Right, really... yeah, like water hose and stuff like yeah. that. But, but that's it for these really just two episodes that we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't actually end up going near as long as I thought we were going to. Um, I, I really appreciated the openness of my fellow hosts on, on this jam here. Um, and if you are listening to this and you have you know a similar situation to this i hope that you got something out of that as well um unfortunately next episode we're not gonna get um any less heavy great womp, womp. <laughs> it's time for me to cry it's yeah next episode it's no secret this is we're getting the aizawa backstory next time we are going to be only watching one episode of the show um episode 107 but we are going to be reading chapters 59 through 65. So just six or seven chapters nice. of the My Hero Academia Vigilantes manga. Um, and so the way to read that legally is to get the Shonen Jump app. Um, I think you can get like a like a week free trial. Like I said, it's only like six or seven uh, chapters. So you're really going to blaze through it. It's like 23 yeah, pages. Let's go. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Um, it's like 23 pages, I think, a chapter. It's really good. And uh, if you don't read it or don't want to read it, fear not. We will we will recap it just the same as we recap um, the episodes. I love how whenever you talk about like what we're doing next, it, it feels like subsequently you're not only talking to the audience, but me. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if you get it, if you get it out of it, then that's, that's fine. This podcast is um, an art. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm excited for you to watch the episode, though, Cam. It. Oh, it's so good. Ready? It's so good. I'm excited for everybody who's listening to watch it, too, if you haven't seen it. No, just me. Sorry. Everybody else. Just, fuck them. No, fuck them. So. Anime good? Anime good? It's pretty alright. Anime dece? <laughs> anime <laughs> mid? It's no. anime mid. Anime mid, yeah. Mid. No, no. <laughs> if you say... I block people on t on TikTok that s call shit mid. Like, just get out of here. If you're saying that, bad, bad, bad vibes. That's, it's red. It's a it's a weird red flag. That sounds like a yeah. red flag, nevertheless. That sounds like mid behavior to me, Nate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
dude i somebody made a comment on one of my tiktoks and i said mid comment <laughs> and then they said bro you're 31 and said mid and i was like bro <laughs> calling me old is not the dig you think it is i'm gonna die before you i win idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> enjoy the rest of global warming in this case i'm ending motherfucker <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck so everyone thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the big three as stated next time we're watching episode 107 after reading chapters 59 through 65 of my hero academia vigilantes if you like these episodes or think that we missed something hit us up at at the big three mha on twitter or check out our discord link in the description more like at the mid three okay please keep going Whoa. oh my god and of course check out at some mid shows no some good shows biz for some more mid shows like this one our show art is by zach russell you can find their work at at cavity crew our music is by julian v their work can be found at at jules vz i can be found at at victory position on twitter i can be found at a wild jessichu on twitter and i can be found at at the candy man and this has been the big three <sighs> we can get at we can get some big shows dot biz for five bucks a year that's so <laughs> good oh.